up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Today's topic, red pilling. What is red pilling? I think most of us know what a red pill is, but if you don't, I'm pretty sure it originates back to the Matrix movie when Morpheus is giving Neo the blue or the red pill and kind of letting him choose, oh, well, if you take the blue, it's status quo. Things stay the norm. Go back to sleep. You go back <laughs> to sleep. Nothing happened. But the red pill, the red pill is where it's at. The red pill gives you the forbidden knowledge or the alternative truth. You know, that's a popular term these days. Um, it's I, not an alternative truth. It's the truth. Yeah. The truth. The alternative is a lie. But I also want to go ahead and say how our, we're going to get into the topic of are all red pills truth or is there actual misinformation with some red pills? You've got to be careful what you're you know, feeding yourself, right? Um, so I think I think a lot of with that stuff is that it kind of ties in sometimes with like I don't give a fuck mindset in certain mm -hmm. aspects. And people take those too far and it ends up shooting themselves in the feet by doing something like that. Absolutely. There's like a really specific finite way to like intake like the red pill in certain topics. Absolutely. Yeah. So to help me out with this topic, I have brought three red pill connoisseurs, I would say. Logan Fitz, Jake Youngblood, and Solbra. Welcome on the podcast. Thank Thanks you. For Thanks for having us. us. So I want to go really quickly without getting too much into like too much description. How did you guys run into the whole red pill? I mean, obviously everybody, most people run into it online, but yeah. what was your journey before that? How did you kind of like stumble onto it and your lifting. life now? Lifting was the start. Lifting? Yeah. Like weights? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the start of the whole kind of rabbit hole. It's like... Um, how do I get bigger? How do I improve myself? Mm -hmm. And then researching on the internet, uh, there's a lot of like back in the day when I kind of started researching um, how to get bigger, there's a lot of kind of esoteric fitness boards and things like that, which, which you know, weren't uh, monitored as the, you know, a lot of them are now. So there's a lot of wild information out there that wasn't necessarily fitness related, but just like you spend hours kind of scouring, like what's the yeah. best supplement and everything. And then you just like, oh, why was I lied to about, for instance, the, the food pyramid? Why was that BS? Like, that actually doesn't help me, uh, you know, stay lean and, you know, facilitate how my body wants to perform. Uh, and then you can kind of go like, oh, you jump from that to why are all the health organizations selling something that's not actually making people healthy? Yeah. And then you see, oh, okay, so well, there's this big pharmaceutical groups behind everything. And what is our hospital system set up? So it's like... <laughs> you go from how do I get my arms bigger <laughs> to uh, we're being controlled by this whole thing behind the scenes. Like. The, the funny thing you said about the hospital, my, my girlfriend works as a, um, um, in the ER room as a nurse right now, and she tells me some horror stories. Like, you don't go there. They're killing get, people. Yeah, you don't go there to get better. You go there to die. Yeah. And it and it's just it's scary. It's like I can, like, everything I need to do to stay healthy is outside of the hospital. It's a sick care system, oh not goodness. a health care system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So what about you two? How did you guys kind of get into yeah, it? I think I had very, very similar um, to Soul. Like the I lift, was the lifting forum. Oh, I was an the athlete. Original Reddit rabbit holes. Yeah, I was an athlete, and I was like a good athlete, but not what I wanted to be, you know. And um, I just like really—that's all I cared about when I was fourteen. So I got into that. You start finding these treasure chests, and then I had an autoimmune disorder, Graves' disease, when I was like fifteen. Oh shit! Really? Um, and everything that they were kind of having me do was like not really moving the needle. Um, and I just kind of really got tired of it and just started researching, um, found a, a host of really good information online. And so I think that definitely set the precedent of like, okay, I'm going to take this into my own hands. Definitely for me too. that, that kicked it off. I think the whole Trump thing, um, cause I never really cared. I was just like, you know, another, yeah, Trump was a catalyst for a lot of things. It was, I, I really started thinking like critically about what was going on with, with that. And then. Yeah, like maybe a year or two later, um, just all of these things piled up, and I went to go drop out of school and just really, like, started looking even deeper into it. That's when I got started getting into the wild stuff. Um, but I would say those three things in general, like taking care, taking control of my health, um, taking... Which is the foundation for everything. It's yeah. the foundation. Taking care of my health <laughs> and fitness, um, taking control of my belief systems, mm -hmm. politically, religiously, like, all across the board... And then taking care of my finances and like really carving out my career path, life path, whatever. Like those th three things. I think it's important to note that um, the kind of 
second order effect of getting your health in order is that you your intuition performs oh better. Oh my gosh! And, mm-hmm. and then you can actually like one, you have the energy, and you're not like hamstr- hamstrung by things like sore back or just like low energy because your diet is shit, whatever. So you get rid of all that stuff that's blocking it, and then the spiritual energy and your intuition and like your DNA ancestral memory start to come in and you start to look at the world and go, ah, that doesn't look right. Whereas before you were distracted with drugs or alcohol or just poor health in general, mm-hmm. that now you, you fix your health and then you start to look, wait, I'm being lied to on a lot of different levels. Like what's going on? And just in your gut, you know that something wasn't right. Your level of consciousness just kind of expands. You know what I mean? You start seeing things more from an aerial view, I guess I could, that's the way you can compare it. Yeah. Rather than 4D than 3D <laughs> and not just here <laughs> and now, but just like, whoa, what's, what, what else is going on? Absolutely. Jake, what about you? Yeah, mine was actually, I think I was a senior in high school and I was getting ready to go to San Diego State. And I just loved the kind of whole aspect of like the social atmosphere of San Diego State. And I know there were a lot of like really cool people there that I knew from my high school. So I wanted to go in there with a lot of like information that could make me more unique as a person and also help me. And so I just kind of went through the same like Reddit rabbit holes that everyone else was going through and just like digested the shit out of those all day, every single day. I want to make it clear. I was never on Reddit. (laughs) Not once. That's a lie. Really? Yeah, he hates Reddit. I'm not a Reddit. 4chan. 4chan's where it all started. Reddit started to like collect things. 4chan's like I'm like I'm like a bodybuilding.com kind of guy, and then Google rabbit holes from there. Yeah, yeah. I I like I had then um, eventually IG. There's a lot of like people like that on IG. Or there was back in the day. No, there still is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was just gonna say like I I did a lot of the fitness stuff (coughs) just within like my friends in high school. But more so, it was like kind of girl stuff at the time. I wanted to be like a, like um, like more more of a desirable person that mm-hmm. not even just girls, like also like good guy friends too. And I wanted to make the campus as small as po- excuse me as small as possible. So wherever I went, I wanted to be able to say hi to someone. And so I feel like you couldn't really do that if you didn't have like an expanded mindset of like certain different topics and yeah, stuff. Social dynamics like you. Yeah. and just like yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. How to win friends and influence yeah. people is a bit of a meme, but like yeah, it tells you for the most part, like, how do you interact with other human beings? Yeah. If you didn't grow up with a social, um, you know, a good social experience and, like, meeting lots of people, then, which is a lot of people in today's kind of unstructured, atomized world, you go to the internet and, yeah. as you know, it, it is better to have the real-life experience. You do need to apply it in real life. You can learn a lot of stuff about human interaction and social dynamics and, like, what perceived value is yeah. and, like, how do I raise that or which at the end of the day is just being an, a good person, being interested in people and working on yourself until you like actually have value to bring and knowledge to bring to people. That's like the summary of it, but there yeah. are a lot of kind of smaller things that you can learn. I think for me it was something similar. I'm in high school. I was not popular, but it was like I, I was social. But the thing with me was, is that I'm naturally introverted. So I was easily drained all the time. Mm-hmm. And it took me kind of like, you know, red pilling myself to the, not only notice that I was just, that was me draining myself by hanging out with people that I shouldn't be hanging out with. Yeah. You improve the quality of your circles once you start improving all those other areas, you know what I mean? Yeah. You start seeing it different and you don't, you don't just give your, your energy away, which is like a currency, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an overall, like, mindset shift to where, like you said, if you are going to evolve as a consciousness, you kind of have to, you have to set your frame as a person to where, your, your goalpost is I'm going to find truth, whether mm-hmm. that's about what you are as a person and being honest with yourself or externally in society. But I think that's the biggest or most fundamental thing is like you, because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people set their basis on what makes them feel better, what upholds their egoic mind, you know, but you have, I, to, you have to have that frame of I need to know what the truth is and then I'll operate from that point forward. I, th- I think a lot of that is predicated on our intuition as well because like I know I personally pride myself in like a really strong intuition. I know you three can also yep. like attest to that too. I mean, there's a reason why we're talking about this and like certain life experiences that we've had is because of that. Absolutely. That's a good segue into you, were, you mentioned truth, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask another question, but this is a good, a good segue what are your takes on truth or is there an absolute truth do subjective truths exist or can they both coexist i think they can they can both coexist to some degree like it's kind of a meme now you hear people say let me like speak my truth like Mm there is there is some reality in that um people's perspective are real and they will shape a situation but um yeah i mean overall we live in a world that 
there's not there's just like there's hard data that determines that and i think or if there's not we need it you know what i mean and in a lot of these p- places where there's like a red pill to be found um one of the big things that i think is holding us back is there isn't data on it mm-hmm. you know like all mm-hmm. the stuff that that we kind of propagate so it's easy to dismiss yeah. yeah it's easy to dismiss because we don't we don't have the hard evidence that we need mm-hmm. as a society i guess so I mean, yeah, they can definitely both coexist, but I think having that hard evidential, um, and, and also too, like the truth is, you know what I'm saying? Like it just exists. The truth is there. It's Absolutely. not, it's, it's not, a, yeah, I agree. It's not like immutable. You can't change it. It just is. The um, only truth that exists in the world is that you have a consciousness. That's full stop. The only thing that we can, that can be proven that is is that i am so that's you're a saying everything sentence. else is like subjective yeah in essence it is like i am everything else is a perspective a belief a conjecture just like an opinion like nothing else can be proven regardless of data like at a at a fundamental level it's like it's i am i know i have this consciousness and there are things around me and all the rest of the hard data we think it is it's like yeah we're measuring it in a certain way and then we get these numbers and we can say that there's a relationship there and a lot of that can be proven, let's say, and like most situations it can be true. But at a fundamental level, the only thing that we truly, truly know is that you have a consciousness and you're here. That's really good, yeah. Everything else past that is like a belief and, you know, like all the, <coughs> other, the other things, which for the most part, people's beliefs create their reality. So mm-hmm. whatever beliefs they choose to have because it is a choice at the end of the day mm-hmm. whatever data they choose to uh, you know reinforce those beliefs they will then perceive yes. that and attract that into their own life so you know the takeaway from that is like choose the beliefs that are going to be best for you that's like the most practical application of that principle but yeah everything else is like it's i am and everything else is you know fairy dust at the end of the day if you really break it down. yeah Interesting. That's. I mean, I. I like. I don't disagree with that. I agree with it. But then, where do you sort of draw the line for? Like, my. I guess there has to be some sort of like. There's still beliefs, maybe to some extent, but then where do you throw in like objective data? How how does that filter into people can still perceive that differently? Yeah. Some people. You can look at the same set of numbers, and someone will say, "Oh." This means that this group is doing this, and the other one is like, oh, but that's so that, but that data is only here because of this, and so it's preconceived beliefs of science. Yeah, same thing with music too. When we're making music, you might hear a different chord progression than how I well, that's, imagine in my that's mind. That's pure subjectivity, though. I'm saying like there has to be some level of like objective logic flow for, in order for there to be truth, right? Well, that's I, what, I think. the only thing that we can truly is like there's this experience that is appearing on this screen of consciousness from me for me and then i am the person or i am the thing that is viewing this thing on the screen so there's the the viewer there's what is being viewed and that's it that's all we can like at a fundamental level prove now there's definitely i'm not saying like discount hard data and it's always better to have that and like back up what you think with the best information that you have um and then take that and choose the beliefs and how to interpret things, which is going to maximize the success of your life and maximize the, um, the love and whatever else you bring to the world. Um, that's, that's how you have to operate. I like, I agree with you as well. That there needs to be some basis in reality, even if it is, you know, conjecture, but you have to operate in this physical reality, even if you are just a, right. like a yeah. consciousness. Yeah. It's where we're at. There's, there's no other way around it. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things too that I think I take um, gripe with, or maybe not gripe, but I just I look at it and I don't resonate with it when I feel like there is a large percentage of the people who are maybe quote unquote red pilled, right, who start to disregard that physical objective reality. That's something that I so become see. disconnected. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that that I see that it really. Um, is, too, is too spiritual. Yeah, too spirit. Exactly. Like oh, at he, that point, you're hindering yourself. Yeah, I knew a kid who, who was like that. You got he, lost. He kind of took the like, mm-hmm. like I don't give a fuck mindset that some people take when they're like absorbing all this information, mm-hmm. and he just went like off the deep end. 
It's like there's a, like a very tasteful way of like being. Like, I don't know how to like. I don't give a fuck. But then when you start being like, I don't give a fuck, and you start treating others people poorly because you have that mindset, I think it's just not okay. Like realistically, if you're going to red pill yourself, um, you have to. If, if it's not improving your your life, your reality, yeah, objective, wrong, your yeah. objective reality of your life and the quality of that, then you're not actually red pilled. Yeah. It's that's a great, I would say that's a great way to put it. Why do you, why do you think? Why do you guys think that there's such a thirst these days for red pill? Because I mean, there's always been I think, I think alternatives. It's so and prevalent that there's so many lies out there nowadays. Yeah, humanity's waking up in general. Have no idea what's going on. I mean, you can go off of so many tangents with that. But there's there's the food, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's big pharma. Um, the last veganism few years has like, just proven that like the people that we think are in charge have zero clue what yeah. they're doing, or they're being influenced by nefarious people yeah. behind the scenes and. Like, there's no way that someone with um, a minimum IQ could see what's happening and not at least feel something like, wait a minute. Well, like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Well, like, yeah. Donald's isn't good for me. Like, 2020, <laughs> I think there there is that big... I think there's two, a couple aspects, right? There is the fact that it's very clear, I would say, since maybe 2016, um, that, like, the the scale of some of the things that are going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. has massively accelerated. Like yeah. 2020 was oh, yeah. m- maybe the greatest psychological operation that's been performed on humanity of all time, right? Yep. Like really yep. at its core. Um, and so I think that there is like, of course, everything functions in duality, right? As you know, everything ebbs and it flows and it has that duality to it. And so as you up- increase the the intensity of some of these psychological uh, consciousness operations, then obviously there's going to be a swing to counter that. And that is yeah. a piece of people waking up um, in the thirst for some of this truth. I think there also can be a, a piece of where people now, um, like really, we live in an era where the internet and it's such a blessing has been such a blessing for me. And I think all of us here, yeah. but um, I think we've kind of neutered um, the age of exploration and, and people doing things. And so you put those two things together. And I think also it's a kind of an escape for a lot of people. And they use that, they use this thirst for information to fill the void that could be them going out and, and doing the things in life that maybe in 1990. Well, yeah, the, the internet has really leveled the playing field in, in terms of information. Like back in the day, our grandparents, they had the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it, and word of mouth. Yeah, so like you couldn't just get on the internet and research like, okay, what is the healthiest diet, or like, yeah. what is my government doing, and what I, what ha- have they done in the past? It was just like you read the newspaper and headlines, and we know how fake media is. So, you know, as much as they try to censor and everything, and I don't know whether that in itself, like, if they could just effectively ban anyone that isn't, like, I don't know whether they're like holding up on that or whatever, but. Yeah. There's still so many people like us uh, that are putting out stuff that is antithetical to what is the mainstream stuff. So it's like, if you have the curiosity, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not on social media, on forums and things. And yeah. the internet has just enabled anyone to have a voice, which is like really been like, oh, there's other stuff out there. So, yeah. so, so like you said, it's we're, we're flooded with information these days. Where our as our ancestors, or grandparents, they didn't have enough, uh, enough the same amount, I guess, that we have. So with that being said, it's the age of information. You said duality, right? A lot of information also comes with the dark side, mm-hmm. information that's not valid. Yeah. How can you fil- better filter? How can you better, I guess, groom through that and know, I guess, what to take and what not to take? Well, it's, it's like what Logan said. Sorry. Um, Go for it. Yeah. If it's improving your life. Exactly. Yeah. If it's improving your life, your physique's getting better, your health is improving, then yeah, you're well, getting more girls, I, I also you're more social. That's could the be a, truth. Sorry to cut you off. I also think it could be a byproduct of who your friends are as well. Yeah. You know, I, if you're around winners like that, it'd be pretty easy to tell if this person's having a, like, a good, successful, healthy life. It'd be yeah. pretty easy to decipher. I would say, too, the big thing that, that gets kind of missed is uh, you have to test it, right? Like, in the age of information, the the second edge of that sword is that you have you could be overwhelmed with it, right? And so, like he said, like, you have to see if it's improving your quality of life. Like, there's so many people that you that get all this information now and they will never reap the benefits or not or learn from it because they don't you still have to do it Mm. yourself and that's like the biggest downfall now we have the tools you could learn anything you want in 10 hours on youtube period 
but will you go execute it? Because that's the difference between somebody that's going to have mastery or have an, an improved outcome or anything, really. So that's really what I was getting at was the actually having to do it part. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, I was fishing for, that you can't really just skim through something and objectively, you know, assess at the moment, well, this is true or this is not true. Or yeah. This works or this not. You have to implement it. And then from that point, then see, well, not, my life yeah, is better or not. It's like even at a macro scale, you can look at countries that have, let's say, good government. You know, there's <laughs> some would say that there is a no government is good government. Costa Rica. Like, is, is there uh, a government that's functioning? Are the people happy? Is the economy improving uh, or are things going downhill? It's like, OK, objectively, like maybe that those people don't know what they're talking about. Business wise, are they making money? Are they good products? Like are they are there negative externalities that they're pushing off to the community around them? Like there's is someone jacked? Is someone healthy? Have they got a loving relationship? A lot of people are taking advice online from people that perceive like they omit things from their life or they look like they're getting lots of girls, but like, do they actually have healthy long-term relationships and kids and a healthy marriage? No. So there's like, depending on what you want out of your life, then look to the people that have achieved that. There is, and even amongst that, there are people that might not necessarily know what they're talking about. And so you have to take a wide range of information and then apply it to your own life and see what works for you. Um, and that's the only truth that you can really create for yourself. I think one of the, it's a little bit off topic, but one of the biggest like red pills and truths that Solra told me one time <clears throat> is that it's like, you know, a man's sexual energy is the most powerful thing it has in mm-hmm. essence. And have you ever like had like a random one night stand, you hooked up with a girl and you kind of just feel like shit in the morning? Yeah, you feel depleted. And you feel depleted. Mm-hmm. You're just wasting, like you're basically just using her body as masturbation. And, and so when you brought that up to me, it made like, it just like clicked. It's like all the times you just like I hoed around in college or just like fucking around. I just I feel like shit the next day. It's just like because I thought on the outside I was just cool. I'm sleeping with all these girls. And you all think that it's stuff. what you're supposed to do? Yeah, you think it's what you're supposed because to do? Because they shape it to be like this positive societal like. Oh, oh you're, you're young, right. Yeah, you're young. Around. Fuck around. Yeah. It's like no, it's probably hurting me more than it's doing. It's yeah. doing me any good. I was having that conversation actually with somebody recently, a friend of mine, and he kind of analyzes. I don't want to say analyzes, but for lack of a better term, Dan Bazarian. Yeah. And I don't personally I don't I don't think he's cool man. Like I think everything's gimmicky. I don't think there's anything yeah. off, too maybe maybe not to say that he's not authentic, but the lifestyle he portrays doesn't seem authentic. And it's what what Soul just said, like how many relationships in his life are actually like loving, f- loving yeah. fulfilling. All these rented girls on a yacht with like these rented yeah. guns and all this shit like he, he's got he's got a pretty bad addiction. Fitz and I were looking at just like a YouTube video the other day, and he just like I think it was on impulsive, and he outright just said like, "Yeah, I have like a terrible sex addiction." addiction. <laughs> and, and like some people can portray that as like kind of G, and it's cool, but it's like it's, he probably feels pretty shitty about himself. Like, he's just fucking these girls just to try and feel something that he never will. You know? Yeah, it's at the at the base level. That's like your root chakra, which yeah. is the first energy center uh, out of the seven in the in the human body. So the it's it's like this whole thing like you're told to sleep around and like you know experiment while you're young it all comes back to try to break down the family unit uh which is then has a an impact on lowering the amount of people that are born in the world that's like the yeah. central goal to these people behind the scenes that are doing these things so all of the media all of the music all of the celebrities yeah. like it's 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 like this multifaceted thing where the 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 central point is to like eliminate the things that make people have kids and strong families and like strong values and things i think also too it's uh like maybe a layer because that's probably the like you said the the real tangential goal of like these sort of everything shadowy systems but i think even a layer above that too is to denature god Mm -hmm. as well like that like denature god is the pyramid and then that's like their biggest thing below that yeah um, but it falls in line with everything you just yeah. said. It low consciousness. When people are in that low consciousness, stuck in that root chakra, sexual energy, they can never ascend past that. They're never going to ascend their energetic level. And at a, at, a, at a mass scale, the average human energy, when it's below a certain point, then they can be controlled uh, by this, you know, let's say Luciferian consciousness that yeah. is aiming to uh, bring down humanity or like control humanity. And if that sounds, you know, out there or whatever, that's, that's what's happening. I I don't think it, I mean, I guess we're (laughs) in the trenches, so maybe (laughs) nothing will sound too (laughs) out there, 
But I think like that. We've taken the deep dive at yeah. this yeah. point. I think that that is like maybe one of the, like everything we've talked about too, like testing this stuff in your life. I think that you really too have to, that's another huge piece of, of being quote unquote red pilled is operating from that consciousness that is of light and of love mm-hmm. um, and really utilizing that and, and spreading it because you're probably not going to get to the right information or testing it on yourself mm-hmm. and executing it. Like that to me is the first piece you have to energetically. And I'm not like secular. Um, I, I do believe in God in some degree. I've read different, I grew up Christian, whatever. It's not really that important though, to me, the secularity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that finding that sort of divine uh, source, source, yeah. the source within you, like that is the, preeminent thing. otherwise like you guys just mentioned it's how different are you from an animal yeah. just operating off of instinct and primal you know like carnal mm-hmm. activity like you aren't that that conscious that you have the consciousness of an animal mm-hmm. it's you're not really human <laughs> at least i would think right yeah um yeah. you did mention you guys did mention how health is kind of like the foundation of i guess truly red pilling yourself so with that being said i wanted to talk about diet a little bit diet diet um <clears throat> we have i guess do you would you guys call it a, a fad would you guys call it the true source of diet we got liver king we got carnivore Aurelius, we got carnivore md there's a big push now for the, the carnivore diet what do you guys think about that do you guys think that for example carnivore md he's all about Everything's bullshit besides fruit and meat, basically. Yeah. Right? Whereas other people are like, no, like vegetables play a role too. Plants have healing matter, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what do you guys? I, what's I, the take on that? So ripple? I think I've I've I played with it all. Um, I was I remember like before it was a mainstream cool thing. Like I found Sean Baker in end of oh, twenty yeah, yeah, twenty yeah, night yeah. or no end of twenty eighteen, and then I was carnivore for about four months after that um, to start twenty nineteen. And to give you the short answer on my opinion of all this stuff, like obviously Sol and I are both very in that like like world as a profession, I guess. Um, and it's, I know it's been super impactful for you, Jake. Yeah. Um, more than anything, man, I think that there's no like, like people just need to eat real food consistently. <laughs> like if you want to throw a vegetable, <laughs> like we can go into all the nuance yeah. of all this stuff um, of but, like, if you eat real food over a long period of time, you're probably going to do okay. Like, grew on the ground. No, like, I, no, I also, like, if they wouldn't eat it, like, 100 years ago, you probably shouldn't eat it today. Yeah. And yeah. that's just kind of, like, the easiest way to decide. Like, if you do those two things and you adhere to it long term, I think you're going to make most, if not all, of the progress yeah. that these people propagate with, like, extreme things. Because um, I've fed into the extreme things over time, and, and I think a lot of times we – look to um, something more extreme to, I don't know, it makes us feel good for whatever reason. It, yeah. make, it helps us avoid the the work that we need to do on ourselves, which a lot of times is consistency, discipline, um, really that, like those two things. Um, yeah, so, so those guys, I think, are pushing a good message. Like they're saying whole foods, uh, live ancestrally, stop with the garbage, stop with all the fake stuff, which are 100% behind but then there's also their financial gain in saying, like, you should only eat animal food. Like, they have supplements, whatever. I sell supplements, but just, just, like, I think if you can't eat some level of vegetables without a huge reaction in your body, you're not healthy. Yeah. You know, I also have a friend, um, Matt Marika, The Light Diet. Some of you guys might have um, yeah. seen him online. He, the glasses I'm wearing, it's his company, Ra Optics, forward slash Solbra. If you want to pick some up, blue light blockers, <laughs> there you go. Subtle plug. <laughs> <laughs> Not subtle, but yeah, they're great. Um, so he has a uh, mentor, shall we say, who has, you know, fully raw vegan and he's jacked as well, uh, which is not something you see. And very often um, I, I think there's, and he believes that there's a bit of a role as to the level of energy that you have in yourself and your consciousness and awareness uh, that plays a role in how you are digesting food in general. And then also, so like one person can eat this, the other person can eat the same thing and like it gets uh, digested differently or assimilated differently into the body based on how you are operating as a, as a person, Uh, your level of resonant energy and the source energy that you are able to tap into 
can literally like energize you to the level that food does. Mm -hmm. So his, you know, this is perspective. It's just interesting to talk about. Uh, he thinks that if you have to constantly rely on the most nutrition, nutrient dense food of animals, let's say, uh, and like, you know, when you eat animals, you're consuming the energy of that animal, um, both, both calorically and just, you know, metaphysically as well. If your body cannot operate, unless you are constantly taking in the many lives of these animals, then maybe you aren't particularly strong as an individual. And like that, that's his perspective. So because you're dependent. Uh, it's like Joe Dispenza type. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I think there's, a, there's always a balance, right? Like if you want to try carnivore for a while, maybe it improves your health. And like, if that gets you off the process stuff you're having, cool, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but if you're, slamming down like four burgers every day like and then you feel quite heavy and just like okay maybe it's not for you and i I don't think there's anything wrong with having some fermented vegetables that cultures all over the world have incorporated into their diet um for whatever reason you know usually you look at the traditional aspects of communities and if there's something that sticks around then it's usually probably pretty good whether or not they have a scientific explanation for it uh, so yeah, that, that's what I think about that stuff. For for me personally, I mean, I've I've never gone carnivore, but in terms of just like what I'm putting in my body, was really huge when Fitz and I first moved in together. And it was more so just like if you look at me from like a year ago to today, I, you couldn't even recognize me. So it was more so just like actually putting real food in my body made me feel like a completely different person for like the positive. Like the the amount of like milestones and goals I've hit this year that I think are predicated on like a good diet was pretty much because of you two of just like kind of like pushing me towards that sort of lifestyle. You literally are what you eat. Yeah, literally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, on, on such a fundamental level, like you are going to like you are constantly writing the expression of your genome, right? Mm -hmm. And your actions are going to predicate that. And so everything that you put in is quite literally creating you through, you know, which which epigenetics are turned on and which ones are expressed. Um, and yet with with what he was saying, too, just about like the more I because I'm a nerd with some of this stuff, like I like to know the, the hard data, the objective like science. I want to understand the mechanism. You know what I mean? Um, and I the more I read with some of this stuff, I think that like the more you learn about biochemistry and about nutrition, you, you understand how these metabolic pathways function. And even if you just think ancestrally, like we evolved to be adaptable yeah. more than anything. Like, and I think mm. that if you are pushing a, a message that is predicated on the fear of anything, you should ha not have a fearful relationship with food, right? Yeah. You should have a, a healthy one. Right. And so I think that, like I said, like I agree with what he's saying and that the message is good. Eat ancestrally, um, you know, live the way that your ancestors did. I do think that by and large, animal products are, you know, somewhat necessary for human physiology. Agreed. I, I do know other friends too, like one of the guys I used to train with in, in Clearwater, like doesn't eat anything and he's 44 now completely shredded like he can dunk still like really pheno wow. in phenomenal he shape. doesn't eat anything or he doesn't eat any <laughs> he, he doesn't he doesn't eat any animal products <laughs> and, and to be honest with you he doesn't eat much of anything like that's a yeah. big piece of what he does he believes no he's like a <laughs> he was a sun maxer before i even found like you and yeah, like all those yeah. kind of people like like outside, like believing in light and in the sun light is energy. If yeah, in in that sort of quasi spiritual. As much that's like human photosynthesis. Yeah, that's real. Well, you guys beating me to it because the next topic is sun, sun max, sun, light. What's what's with the whole sun thing, guys? I mean, this is I'm I love this I love the sun. It's not I'm, mm. I'm thinking I'm trying it's to Helios ask, is right there, bro. Right, exactly. <laughs> what is what is the situation with the sun? We hear people have told us for a minute that the sun is bad for you, it causes cancer, all these things. Personally, I love the sun since I was a kid. I grew up by the beach. It's yeah. the the feeling you get off of like tanning for a bit is immense. So how can something that feels so good be bad for you? Well, well yeah, it, it's mass as, control, as it's not. Um, bing, the, bing. the conspiracy theorist in me will <laughs> say that they want to make us fearful of something that gives us health, energy, knowledge. You know, again, Matt Marika, the light diet, he has kind of put me on to light information. Light is information. Light codes. And we get information from the sun that tells our body 
what to do. Mm-hmm. And if we're not getting that information input, which most people aren't because they're indoors all day and when they go outside, they're you know, covering up or putting on sunscreen or whatever, then they're not getting inf- the information that their body needs to express their best epigenetic oh. self. They don't know how to metab- Their body doesn't know how to metabolize uh, the foods that they are eating. Even if they are eating healthy and you're not getting sun, like everything, like vitamin D is a bastardization of what the sun does for us. Like that's one particular... Uh, hormone pretty much that the body produces in response to that but there are likely a million different other processes that are basically every metabolic function requires sunlight sunlight like for example i'll give you one quick one like if you have riboflavin right b2 vitamin Mm -hmm. b2 you cannot utilize it it's quite literally activated by sunshine in a lot of metabolic pathways it won't do anything without that light yeah so yeah, I, even just like innately too, like you spend a whole day out in the sun. Like how many times have we just spent all day at South Point going to the beach and then working and then going for walks Dude, all day? You feel amazing. Day. You feel great, and at the end of the day, you sleep like a baby. You don't have yeah. to like when, you, no blue light on you. Just like it's just it's amazing. When I was still working on cubicles and shit, I fucking hated it, man. It was yeah. the worst. It was so soul sucking, and I would be inside almost eight hours, and I would literally. When my coworkers wouldn't see me like in my cubicle, they're like, "Oh, he's outside." Yeah. I would just be like outside for ten minutes, just like under the sun, and yeah. I would instantly have like a reset, man. Like I just hated like, it. I hated the job just that little bit, much less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in, like a like a biological imperative, you can just look at look at animals, dogs, for example. Like my dog is just always sitting in the sun. If she's inside oh, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of sunlight through the window, she'll be sitting I'll put there. Up some of those any, videos, yeah. the cats and the dogs. Yeah, just, just like, look at what yeah. the animals are doing. They're, they're not going to do something wrong. I was the same when I was working my office job. Uh, I Every single break that I could and, you know, just taking walks or whatever, it was like shirt off out in the yeah. sun to the point where my coworkers would like walk <laughs> back and be like, oh, who's this half naked guy inside <laughs> the office? So, what's up, bro? Um, but because, yeah, that is probably the most fundamental core to improving your health, mood, uh, all your hormones and everything that it's just literally essential and everyone's afraid of it. One, if you're told over and over and over again that something is going to hurt you, then, you know, your body literally can react in a worse way. Even if like two people can be outside getting the same amount of sun, if one's scared and one's not and like, oh, this is good for me and one thinks this is bad, that person literally gets burned worse, yeah. uh, doesn't get the same benefits. That the, you know, it's, it's beliefs create your reality and I think it's all part of the kind of larger plan of like making people, uh, yeah, buy this vitamin D supplement and as if that's going to replace getting sunlight well, and then if everyone's sicker and, you know, vitamin D being one of the things that prevents, um, you know, the illness that we shut down the world for, it's like, yeah, the mainstream health people are going to say something that's going to make you sicker so they can profit off it. Well, it's a super interesting thing too is like there's not there's like 25 different forms of vitamin D. Yeah. And people go and they take D3, oh, well, no which is just one form of vitamin yeah. D. You make so many other It's not a vitamin, really. It's not a vitamin, it's yeah. a hormone. Your body yeah. is endogenously so within itself producing it. Um which is whereas like I consider I I agree with you. Yeah. Um but so, yeah, there's so many other forms of it too. And it's just like, it's so critical to everything. So with all that being said, should there maybe be prerequisites or kind of like, hey, no. For example, skin cancer is a real thing. But why does why do people have skin cancer? Is it because they're eating shit and they're sunscreen. slathering they're so, slathering sunscreen on their body? So before telling people, hey, go out some max and be like, clean up your fucking diet yeah, and don't put sure. fucking sunscreen and nasty like fucking cosmetics on your skin and then go outside and mm-hmm. cook it with the sun. Well, yeah, I had from my personal experience when I first moved here, I didn't have the cleanest diet, and so it was more so I was introducing myself to the sun and incremental, incrementally, excuse me. So I would start for like 15, 20 minutes a day, then go to 35, then 45, and then hours. And there came to a period where I can just be out there for as long as I want, as long as my diet was good, you know? Yeah. yeah and and I, you I'm don't not just go out there and just start ripping the sun right away. I'm never, I'm always cautious when speaking on things like, for example, cancer, just because it is uh, very serious, but also right. just like fundamentally, cancer in and of itself is a response, right? Like, you, we, ha- we all have cancer cells within our body right now, right? But we manage them well because everything is in order and is healthy, right? And so, like, you, you don't really have, in, in my opinion, like, you don't 
have to worry about something systemic like that unless you're consistently putting in the responses that are going to have it be a dangerous outcome, if that makes sense. And so I think like, yeah, if you if you have a healthy functioning immune system and you have built up the tolerance to go outside in the sun, like you shouldn't have fear for that at all, because if anything, it's probably helping your immune response to have that sunlight and to have those metabolic functions pa- perform optimally and all yeah. these different things. The issue is people will spend all day again in the office under blue lights and then go on holiday for like a week straight after not having seen the sun in months <laughs> all day and be like, cooked. oh, yeah. wow, how did I get burned? Or the <laughs> said the sun was good for me. What a dickhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. While they're <laughs> drinking like eight margaritas on the yeah, beach. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah you wonder, you're wonder you creating oxidative stress with all the booze while you're on vacation. You're cooking yourself. Of course you got yeah. burned. Yeah. You're cooking yourself. Yeah, sunscreen as well. Just important to note for people that don't know, it's like full of toxic things. Uh, they had to the FDA um, had to take oxybenzene uh, containing su- sunscreens off the market recently because they're carcinogen. It's a carcinogen. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure pretty much every other sunscreen has something in it that is carcinogenic. They just haven't got it to the appropriate you know trials or whatever, so they don't realize that it is carcinogenic. But you don't need sunscreen to protect yourself and it's just stressing your liver stressing the body increasing the chance of cancer but i think the reason skin cancer is increasing these days is because of blue light all light is information right so sunscreen is uh sorry sunlight is good information that tells your body uh what to do properly Mm -hmm. blue light is information that fucks with your skin cells so people are spending all day under blue light uh not getting enough sunlight that's actually producing the skin yeah. cancer more than yeah. sunlight is. So it's like, you know, at a fundamental level, we're spending less time and less time outside, more time indoors with under blue light and skin cancer is increasing. Yeah. So just like logically there, is the sun causing it? We're getting less sun and skin cancer is going up. Really Diets are worse. And it's like, just simply there, it's like it doesn't add up. That like, yeah, the sun gives you cancer. No one's in the sun anymore. Skin cancer is increasing. It's like, mm, well, that doesn't make sense. And it's also just logical, like, We've. What did we do pre nineteen twenty? Yeah, hundred like, percent. Where was your sunscreen? Yeah, yep. and we people all pe- people always make the argument like, oh, everybody died when they were forty, which that's not true at all. Yeah. Basically, it's skewed from the infant the maternal survive for uh, yeah infant mortality rates. Yeah, um, we, people we, live just as long, and they didn't have sunscreen then. Longer, so like, I would say, yeah, longer. Probably hundreds of years. The, there are times though when like the UV index is just ridiculous, and we have a buddy who yeah, have you heard of the Van Man? He's got yeah, the, like not. I have his yeah. Uh, tallow. Yeah, that's great. I put some on this morning, but he's got protection oils too. It's, it's like two, three SPF, but it's it's enough for if you've like acclimated yourself to the sun enough, mm-hmm. it's you're not gonna like really get crazy. Yeah, well, look at what animals do. Um, like lions in the savanna, the yeah. African sun, they will go out at sunrise, they get sun all morning, but yeah. the hottest part of the day, they're chilling under the shade. Yeah. And I, I do that as well. Like, yeah. I'm not going out and doing my hardest workouts when it's like max UV yeah. because that's just like kind of asking for your skin to be stressed. Not yeah. saying I don't ever do that. Yeah. And your skin can absorb that and be fine, but it's like, just be smart with it. Get sun most of the time, especially when you're first acclimating to it. It's just like morning sunlight. Um, Another interesting thing is that getting the sunlight in the morning when the UV is not high, again, the light information that you're taking in, your skin cells are preparing themselves for the rest of the sunlight the rest of the day. So if you're not, like you're you're waking up, you shower, you go to work, and then you take your shirt off at at lunchtime, that's the first time of the day that your body has seen the sun or like got that information. Uh, I remember reading a story of this soldier in Afghanistan who... Uh, if he went out in the morning of his patrols all day in the Af- Afghanistan sun, he would be able to take it. But if he yeah. didn't get out in the mornings, but then he had to go out later, he would get burnt. So it's That's like, oh, an wow. interesting split test to us too, because we've done stuff like that at our pool. There are some mornings where the sun will just be absolutely ripping. We'll go up on the on the roof and then go downstairs and take our calls and do the work we need to. And those days we feel excellent. Yeah. And some days when we're a little late to the game, we or we go to South Point or whatever, it's raining and now the sun is out. It's like, yeah. Uh, morning sunlight is very very important and i think all of it too and maybe a a segue is to understand like not only just when you do that right but you give yourself that time in the morning where you are you know taking care of your health Mm -hmm. and and i think it shapes your belief too and i think that's something that you've touched on already and is maybe you know, one of the most important things I think for people from a health outcome lens is 
to have that belief. Like they've run, they've run tests on it. Like what you believe is ultimately going to influence your outcome, right? Placebo. Like, placebo. Yeah. They've That's run, why it's a thing, yeah. they've run outcomes on the placebo, for example, with people that have, you know, skin cancer or, or some sort of cancer and they, t- they give them the sugar pill and they say, Hey, we have this experimental drug that like really is probably going to cure you and like massive. And they've done it for so many other illnesses heart problems, lung problems, like across the board and people believing that they're getting better makes them get better. Um, and I we, think you brought that up to me the other day on, on kind of like another tangent though, but remember we were in the, we were in the car coming back from getting the speakers or whatever from Nick's and you were talking about the Joe Dispenza stuff of already kind of like a believing in something that you already have or may not have it yet Yeah, is going to propel you into that. Yeah. You have to live in the, the ends of your outcome. Yeah. And if you do that, you will energetically kind of align it's manifestation with, quantum yeah. healing uh, jumping all that shit yeah right? quant- quantum healing is very, very very real and maybe one of the most important things i think people could foster if they're looking to i do want to touch on that but before we get there um i can't miss sunning your balls this is this is the topic of the hour <laughs> i actually i had heard about sunning your balls before i started following sobra and I was like, oh, shit, that sounds crazy. I started laughing at it, but I never really practiced it. Then I started following Soul, bro. And then I was like, bro, this is like a thing. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it. And I was like, wow, this is this shit fucking works. <laughs> now, yeah. the, do- the difference that I noticed was that it's, for me at least, it's like a supplement. You have to practice it. There's consistency with it. You can't mm-hmm. just go once a month and, you know, be like, oh, I'm fucking Superman. I kind of like just do it like a few times a week. And I think that's like 20 Every minutes. Every day. <laughs> I, every day. I, I don't do it enough. I'll say it. We had um, that red light. Just because, just because, yeah, we did have the red light. The bulb broke or something. I need to get a new one. But, yeah, I don't do it as much as I should, um, mainly because I live in a Miami apartment building. And it's <laughs> what, just that's like, your property, bro. Let them out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. Don't look. We the way our we our apartment balcony faces the courtyard, yeah, so like and so and it's like and it's mine faces an office building. <laughs> <laughs> Just wave at them. Yeah, we. I mean, that's cool though. You can let you can let the office wages bass yeah. your ball light, but like <laughs> me, I, I try not no, to. That, that's a lot closer. Than yeah, I try not to shit where I eat and show the entire apartment complex. We could probably fair my twig and berries. New spot though. Yeah, our new spot for sure. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I mean, uh, the benefits that I've received is I feel better energy, better mood, more vitality. Uh, definitely my libido's higher. Um, but I also do work out legs and stuff like that. So, huh? (laughs) Little horn max. A little bit, a little bit. So tell me about how you guys kind of like ran into this and started the practice and I guess kind of the science behind it. Honestly, I can't remember where I first saw it. Uh, I'm probably not crediting someone that I should, but yeah it's just like maybe it was just like a development of like all these things oh sunlight is good for me why have i not done it on the hormone center of testosterone um so locally at least if you want to get into the science uh vitamin d is locally produced so cells that get it will produce uh vitamin d and all the other great things uh based on like what skin cells are actually getting sunlight so uh, when you're sunning your balls, you get uh, a local vitamin D boost, which is going to be one of the... Uh, that's where all the testosterone is made in the body. Uh, so, your And vitamin D is one of the kind of gators for testosterone production. So if you have the cells, uh, particularly the Leydig cells, that are now have a lot more of the supplies that they need to create testosterone, yeah, you're going to get more testosterone. Not to mention the fact that, you know, sunlight uh, enables vasodilation, so better blood flow to that area. It's going to mean, you know, you get a bigger dick, harder dick <laughs> when you're having sex. That's always great. Uh, but also blood flow is just going to mean everything else works better. Uh, so f- f- as far as the science or whatever, no one's doing studies on this because who's going to fund that? And maybe I will, <laughs> uh, just to make a point. But... Anyone that's done it for like you know the, the first time, you notice like your balls start squirming around, yeah. which oh. is very first thing Logan they told start me swirling. when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like, kind of like <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, okay, there's something to this. Like yeah. your body's responding in such a way. And if you think about it, like what other animal in the entire globe, other than humans, like cover themselves in clothes? Uh, when they're outdoors in the sun. No, like the lion will lay back and and get sun on his balls. I don't think he's conscious of it, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it's happening. So, like, if you think about it, for most people, they haven't had some areas of their body, the nether regions, exposed to sunlight 
their entire lives, which is like, hmm, you know, an ancient man would have just walked around naked along the savannah plains and like hunted or whatever, just by nature of existing, he's getting that appropriate vitamin D all, all over the body, which is, you know, as we know, is good for you. So it doesn't make sense to me to just like, oh no, this area is going to, you know, be very, very harmed if you, if you have sunlight. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not logical. And anyone that, again, practices it, recognizes that, oh, this makes me feel better, this makes me feel good, more vital, uh, then you never go back. Also, I think it's important that we, um, you know, sort of dismantle these archaic um, standards of the patriarchy and, and let us, you know, free the <laughs> free the noodle, yeah. right? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if we're free gonna free the noodle, if there, we're gonna free the nip, like why do we as men get oppressed That's in that be way? The title of this free podcast. the noodle, free the noodle. Free the noodle. <laughs> I would love that. Some people. And <laughs> I think another related thing too there is just uh, he pretty much nailed all this, all the sunshine stuff. But I think even too, um, people like are really suppressing themselves with just the constriction. Like he said, all to, like sexual energy is your, you know, strongest right. asset as a, as a man, really. Creative so energy. Creative energy. Creative. Yeah, yeah. Your creative yeah. energy and just even how you feel to go like, I think it really impacts like dopamine. Um, oh, it definitely does. And, and so, but also people are so constrictive of that area. Like, mm. like even just wearing underwear, yeah. it's like you're massively negating what your body is naturally able to produce. And like, to me, low testosterone is a fuck. This is a real pandemic. Yeah. And just another factor. Yeah, it's that a real thing. It's, it's metaphysical as well, like spiritual. It's like once you finally let yourself be as you were made natural nude outdoors like that is freeing for someone that's like a consistent office worker like they've never really like been savage or anything yeah. like that to like it's very freeing to be completely naked outside and it's like something gets lifted off you when you and then you know tap into all the inf intuition and things yeah like that. and i think it's part of that too is uh it people are naturally it's a part of that belief thing you know where they are like we're programmed to have like shame mm. to some extent yep. or like to care what other people might think of of your body in an yep. ex to an extent and so it's it's very freeing and mentally freeing when you kind of let go of some of that tension of just like having anyone's external power over you be there yeah i did that in costa rica when there was one morning where i it was, so one of the houses we stayed at in um in haco i don't i don't know if you've ever been to costa rica or not but it was this beach it was like beach jungle area and our house was like right on this hill and it was completely open and they had a sunroof and while my girlfriend was still sleeping i literally just was like naked all around yeah. the house and upstairs <laughs> on the sunroof and i felt amazing yeah and i went go then i went surfing you know i just like you it's impossible to not have a good day yeah you mm -hmm. know yeah it's it's wild dude yeah um before we close out the episode i want to touch on the final aspect of the whole red pilling thing and it's probably what i think is the most important aspect is red pilling when it comes to we already talked about this a little bit but really to go into it red pilling when it comes to mentalities belief systems metaphysics spirituality they all kind of tie into each other and how much your life can improve once your mentality changes i think we're all here we all here are um, proponents for, for that and living testimonies for it you change your mind change your life um through affirmations or through some people might say um manifestation Mm -hmm. All these things that people consider kind of woo-woo, kind of metaphysical. I personally have changed a lot of my life because of it. Yeah. I know you guys have too, so I wanted to touch a little bit on that, what you guys think, how you guys got into it, and how your lives have kind of changed because of it. Yeah, well, the central tenet, the, the general summary of, um, of it all is like your beliefs create your reality. That can go back to that thing I was saying about the only thing that we know is consciousness, and consciousness is how you interact with this physical reality. At an energetic level, the beliefs and thoughts that you have about yourself and the world will attract those circumstances to you um, at, a, at every single level, health-wise, financially, uh, socially, romantically. If you don't love yourself, no one else is, can really truly love you as well. Yep. Uh, and it's about elevating yourself so that you are operating as much as possible in a high, uh, a high energy level, which is you know on the scale of... Um, emotions you know love gratitude appreciation and just like peace and contentment with what you have and what is 
Um, whatever you think and believe about the world is, again, what you're going to attract. So if you believe that all businesses fail, for example, if you would never be able to achieve success in a business if you go in with that mindset. It's just yeah. not going to happen, whether that's because you don't try as hard, so therefore... Uh, you don't, you know, you don't perform, or just because the people around you aren't gonna be, aren't gonna believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and you yeah. don't believe in your business. Like you're trying to sell something and you don't think that your business is going to be successful. Yeah, that's never going to happen. So that's like the literal interpretation of it. And then there's also the very real experience of you aligning yourself with the energetic signature that is going to attract those more beneficial uh, circumstances and. You know, you, that can apply to romantic relationships, business, yourself, your health. And that's just like, if you accept that, then you can choose to believe, believe the things that are going to bring you the most success. And that's really how I think about it. Yeah. I think, and, go ahead. Um, oh, no, I was just going to say, I think for me and a lot, like, you know, Solo, you put that beautifully. Very, um, very beautifully. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of course. But um, in my kind of own personal words, I, I tend to just have irrational optimism for myself. And so, like, no matter what the situation it is, I always try to laugh at it. And then I also try to, like, even if I'm, like, not pretty good at this, like, specific activity or a certain area of my life isn't going so well, I, I like, always just kind of tell myself to be irrationally positive, and then it always ends up working out. Even if it doesn't, I still feel much better about myself. So let's say, like, a certain situation doesn't happen, like a deal doesn't close, but I'm still so positive about it. It's, it's, it doesn't hurt nearly as bad. Just mm. on to the next one. I think a big measure of how far you've come with that whole belief, spirituality, practices, when you take an L, how you react to it. Yeah. So for me, it's basically, it's been, when I would take an L before, I'd dwell in it. Yeah. I'd, you know, just like, go oh lock in God. your room. Yeah, all, all, all the like bullshit. Around, and now it's like it's another stripe on the tiger, you know yeah. what I mean? And I know that it's, I believe that it's for a reason. And when one door closes, another one opens. You yeah. know what I mean? And usually it happens that way. And how many times, I try to remind myself, how many times, hindsight's twenty twenty, have I, you know, taking an L and then I look back and I'm like, so it, grateful it was for, for that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like in that moment when you feel kind of lost or whatever, remind yourself of that shit. Like, bro, like it's not an L is only like a loss because you perceive it. Right. That way. Yeah. It's like, you can choose to see like the good in it. Um, but I think it's important to mention like the faith in God perspective I, yeah. of that, like that, if you have that out. is then you can take any, let's say L or Mr redirection um, because you can understand that you know you are part of god you are mm -hmm. part of this connection to everything else which we all are manifestations of that uh, energy oh. so it, it, there is like no lack there is no lack of abundance in achieving whatever you want uh, as long as you have faith that like things are flowing as they should looking back on your life you can look at traumatic experiences as helping you um, this is like, oh, that made me stronger and yeah. things like that. And as soon as you rewire re your belief about that particular circumstance that happened, you can let that hamstring you forever. And like people get ruined by over like something that happened as a child or a relationship, yeah. whatever. Uh, and then, you know, push away the good things because of that. Or you can think, okay, you know, that happened for a reason um, that I was meant to go through that I came to this to experience I came to this life to experience that and that was a good thing for me. And then your energetic signature has increased. That level of energy has increased. Your capacity to experience good things from that moment on is is, is better. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say too that I was going to, after his first excerpt on spirituality, I was going to bring up faith and mention faith. Because, I was just going to say that too. Because like I think about all of this stuff and I remember like when I first was... 20 poor like super broke moved down packed all my stuff in my car in florida and rented a room from some random guy on craigslist right like i remember that period because i kind of went through all of like the personal development sort of like i was looking for at the end of the day i was looking for like the easy out right i was looking for the thing that was going to help me get there like with with me avoiding the work not not on purpose but subconsciously that's what was going on you know and i think a lot of people do this um you know they look towards manifestation or they look towards some of these things or whatever they the practice might be um and and i don't have a problem with any of these practices at all i think you should do them if you find them useful but for me the biggest thing was just having that faith long term because also too like the, the tough thing, I think, is not to, you know, have the, the belief necessarily or the thoughts or whatever. The tough thing is to do it on, like, a long enough time frame 
And because you also have to still go and do the thing. Like if you wanted to, um, whatever the goal might be, let's say you wanted to make a million dollars, right? Like no matter you, you can believe, but like there's still going to be tough work within that. You have your own personal faith, but also how important it is to maintain faith, not just in your own life, but at a societal level Mm -hmm. and at a global level too. Like in my, uh, my Instagram, I'll be, I'll post like current events sometimes on my stories uh, whether local or national or whatever the fuck. And a lot of my followers respond like, oh my God, like it's the end of the world. It's yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, like think about what, what if these are the, things, the steps that need to take place I th- in I think, order yeah. for something good to happen, right? How many times in your life, again, to what I was saying, shitty things happen and then you look back and you're like, oh, it was all for the better. Like it got a little dark, but it was all for the better. So keep I, the light on, you know what I mean? I also think that since negativity gets clicks, it's so easy to have that prominent in all the media sphere. But I, I like think there is a good direction that the world is taking. Maybe, maybe small steps, but I think it is going in a relatively right direction. And so like having faith in like everyone around us is, 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 is pretty much a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be happening soon. Well, I think too, like we, we mentioned uh, early on the, on the show, like the, the angles of the nefarious people that are, here and like the the depopulation and like all these different things but more than anything i think that one of the narratives to that you know people who are maybe in control like like i would say for example somebody like the federal reserve right who has a a massive amount of power in society like these people who are doing things like that that are bad collectively on a societal or a global level for people Mm -hmm. the only way they win is if you are scared. Mm. If you, if you if, let them. If you, if you let them get in your head or you let things get in your head, that is the only way you lose, yeah. period. Like, if you maintain your, your faith in that level and your faith in society and people collectively do that, then, then these sort of, like, ill will or, or, you know, negative things don't have any power at all. Fear is lack of faith. Like at a fundamental level. Yep. And uh, if you can, in your own world and in yourself, operate at a level energetically that is higher than fear, fear being like literally the lowest level energy that you can emit, the lowest level emotion that you can have. If you are consistently above that, then the fear matrix that they try and put over people literally isn't on your wavelength and so cannot affect you. The more yeah. people that escape that fear matrix at a collective level, the collective human consciousness, once it raises above a certain amount, boom, the spell will be broken. There'll be like a, a network effect of like people kind of raising each other up. And then, you know, people like these small people, the the organizations, whatever, they're trying to do what they want to do to us. They couldn't make humankind like fight wars against each other. That's human nature just operating under fear. If everyone was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this the last couple of years. Like people were policing each other. People were willingly lining up to get these, you know, these things. Um, if you don't let the fear in to control you, then they literally can't do anything. So that's that's like the most uh, bang for your buck action to take is like not don't live in fear, do the best you can, and just like always have faith that everything will work out for good. That's that's what we can do. Yeah, and I think it's really important because I, uh, you know, we all are spreading our own messages. Um, that's one thing, Josue, I love about what you do oh, is you bro. is you have that like you have that like tangible physical reality effect that that it's like kind of hard for all of us i mean we have it in places but having that like real world like small community ties like actually building like physical people and and that that wavelength i think is super cool and and really important something that i think people who are red pilled are really really missing like in in obviously soul you have it a bit now working with like praxis and doing all that kind of stuff um, but yeah, I think it's something that's that's really missing from the world is getting those like people who think that way, boots on the ground, yeah. handshakes, hugs. Yeah, um, the most red pilled thing you can do is go to your neighbor, smile at them, like yeah. give them a hug, and say, "Hey, how can I help you today?" Yeah, like, that's the most red pilled. And you feel way better giving like that yeah. too. Yeah, always. Beautiful way to end the podcast, guys. Yeah, go kiss your neighbor today <laughs> and that's sun your message. balls. <laughs> Maybe you sun your balls first, free, then free the kiss noodle. your neighbor. Or you could do it at the same time, whatever yeah. you feel. You free know? the noodle, baby. That's right. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having Great me. Great convo. You guys want to go ahead and plug your, your socials for 
Yeah, Solbra, at Real Solbra on Instagram, Solbra on Twitter, S-O-L-B-R-A-H. Yeah, I'm at L-O-G-F-I-T-Z-6, Logfit6 on all platforms. Yeah, I'm uh, Jake Youngblood on all platforms, but it's Y-N-G-B-O-O-D, and it's actually my real middle name, so it's not just like some cool <laughs> alias. It's He's not He's yeah. not like just a Zoomer <laughs> that's just also young. Cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for yeah. listening, for watching. Please remember to like, subscribe, do all the things. Do it. I'll do catch it. you next time. And as always, no se metan con nadie para que nadie se la meta. See you next time. Awesome. You guys are wondering what the fuck that I just said. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Cuban slang that it's like, don't fuck with anybody so you don't get fucked. So basically just <laughs> mind your business, you know. Yeah. It's the best thing That's to do. <laughs> all right.